Hi everyone and welcome along to another edition of the Celtic View podcast. I'm Ryan Marr and in this week's episode we're joined by the Celtic women's manager Fran Alonso and Fran we've got plenty to discuss because it was a very good weekend for Celtic and it's a very exciting week coming ahead. Um, obviously that 4-0 game against Rangers got all the headlines on Saturday. It was an, an amazing afternoon at Celtic Park. Um, Fran, just first of all, what did you make of all the action on Saturday? How did you take it all in? Yeah, it was it was amazing. Uh, obviously, um, at the start, uh, both teams were a little bit, you know, testing each other. But then, when Celtic start uh, out of the first gear, it was uh, for me. It was a, it was one team. They were outstanding, especially the counter pressing. Uh, they didn't allow any time on the ball to Rangers, and then you know the creativity going forward was fantastic. So. Yeah, I, obviously it was the game and I was delighted, absolutely delighted. Brilliant, was, brilliant game. Yeah, I was absolutely delighted as well. Celtic Park was absolutely rocking on Saturday. It was amazing. Um, just wanted to run through some of your fan reactions. We asked you to to get your reactions through on Twitter. We had Michael Casey, who just said Matt O'Reilly was phenomenal, which I think we can all agree with. And we had at MRK67, who said, the fact that players can be swapped in and out of Angie's system without the team missing a beat is simply amazing. Two forced substitutions and we didn't stop pushing, continuing to dominate the game from start to finish. Our depth and quality are frightening. Bring on the Champions League. I think that I think both of those are, are very fair comments, Fran. Obviously, the game started a minute into it. Kyogo goes off injured. Yakimakis comes on. But the strength of depth at the moment is incredible in the Celtic team, isn't it? I think that's the main difference between last year and this year. Is uh, last year obviously when a, a couple of injuries came, then you know maybe some players uh, weren't at the level that the players injured. But this year, you know, Ange can rotate, which is very important in a Champions League season. Uh, it's a lot of games, uh, a lot of you know top top games, and you know you need you need quality from the bench. And yeah, I mean you know uh, I was gutted when I saw Kyogo going out, and then you know Yakamakis had a great game uh, and a massive uh, you know influence in 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 the, in the final score. So yeah, very. Very delighted for 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 Ange and for Celtic, uh, but this is this is very very good that you can rely on players from the bench and the quality don't drop. Everyone play at the same. Some players got a slightly different attributes, but they all add to the team and they all, they all know each other. And yeah, it's going to be a, a very very exciting and fantastic game on Tuesday. I can't wait. I know, I know. The team at the moment are just so dominant. We obviously saw the nine goals scored last weekend against Dundee United. Another four against Rangers. They don't take their foot off the pedal. What is it about this team that you see, maybe is it from a coaching point of view, that makes the team so dominant? For me, there are two main aspects. I see, obviously, I'm not inside. Uh, I see from outside. I don't see them train. Uh, unfortunately, we train at the same time. Uh, but I see a team uh, united, and that's for me, is very important. Uh, I see a team that they, they all know how we play. They all play off each other. Uh, and I can see great unity. I can see players coming off from the bench and off the bench. And I see the interaction between them with the manager. I see a team that are like a family. And that's for me is, is the most important thing in football. And then tactically, obviously, I think they are super. They are well prepared. They, are, they, they have great, great levels of intensity and energy. Uh, I think last year, some games, even some games that we won, at the end, you could see the fitness level dropping a little bit, which is normal. It's the first, it's the first season of a new playing style. But this year, I can see the, the team finish strong. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I'm delighted for... For them, and, and yeah, I, I think it's going to be a fantastic season. I think the two main buzzwords at the moment are intensity and relentlessness. And you saw that in the goals as well that we scored, where getting throw-ins, where the opposition are maybe turning their backs, complaining to the referee, the ball straight in and the ball's in the back of the net. Like that, that intensity is, is 
such a crucial part of this team? Yeah, that doesn't, that's nothing to do with the fitness levels, it's to do with concentration levels. The quick restarts, I mean, I remember the, the, the cup against Hibs, yeah. uh, the goals from quick restarts. You know, that's players that are switched on, the ball goes off, ball boys play apart, they are almost like the 12 <laughs> players, you know, you feed the ball, feed quickly, the opposition are switched off, and when you are, when you have long, long possessions and the opposition have to defend, 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 ball goes off and then straight away you put it on, it's like, you know, yeah. you, got, you, you don't have, at times you don't have time to think, and I think Celtic are great at it. Uh, I put a lot of emphasis with the women team uh, in the same. I think it's very, very important because it's a transitional moment from a set play, which is a throw-in, it's a transitional moment. And if you switch off, like happened with, with Celtic, they punish you. I, 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 was, I was so happy to see, to see these quick restarts, and I think Celtic has scored already a few goals uh, yeah. last year and this year because of quick restarts. I do wonder if Ange has the ball boys and ball girls up at Lennox Town, <laughs> feeding, getting them training. <laughs> um, in terms of the goal scorers, Abada got two. It seems to be such a trademark of his now, of getting into that back post and you see those finishes so often from him. How impressed are you with someone that's only 20 years old, the number of goals he scores and the way that he always manages to do it? Yeah, I mean, you know, to be fair, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, fall any single player that I've heard. You know, I think everyone got a, a top, top mark uh, in terms of intensity, in terms of war rate. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the quality they got. Uh, yeah, obviously, you know, they repeat passes in one side of the pitch and then the, the opposite side of the pitch is normally 1v1 or sometimes 1v0. So, and, you know, he was sharp enough to, to read the situations and he got two well-deserved goals. Uh, you know, in the other side, for me, is the, is right now, is the best player in the league, mm -hmm. which is Yoda, which is in an unbelievable form. And, cool. and you need to double up. So by doubling up in Jota's side, the opposite side is gonna always gonna be maybe one v one, maybe one v zero. So yeah. that's good for Abada or whoever played there. I, I think I've watched Jota's goal maybe over a hundred times since Saturday. I mean, that is I think that's a goal that we're just always going to look back on in those derby matches as being such a a significant goal, one that brings back so many memories. I mean, the, the skill level to to stretch, to reach the ball, to have the pace, to have the poise, to dink it. And my favourite part about the goal is that he's actually turned away and is celebrating before, before the ball's in the back of the net. He just knew that ball was going in. I mean, he's such a special player, such a special goal as well. Yeah, especially when he's high in confidence like he's now. He's, he's, he's unplayable. He's really an unplayable player. Uh, the timing of the round was great. Uh, life, I thought, I thought he was offside, but then I think he timed it just perfectly. It was just onside. Perfect timing. And then obviously the finishing, even you know, the angle wasn't the best, but you know, the, the finishing is top quality. And as you say, he, he knew where it was going and was celebrating. Yeah. And then iconic celebration that now all the, all the fans are excited about. So I wonder if there's a backstory to that. It was, uh, <laughs> I don't know where it's come from, but it was, it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was absolutely yeah. brilliant. Do you think that is a significant result in the course of the season? Or I know like Jota was asked about it after the match and he was telling people just to chill. It's only six games in. But is that significant, do you think? I, I think the, the league is very long, then it will be the split and they will have to play again. Uh, I, I think, you know, it's too early to, to celebrate, but what it is, you know, right now, the, the morale levels of yeah. one team and the other are, you know, big, big different, big yeah. different. Before the game, it was only one point, both teams did well in Europe, you know, one, both in the group stages, so the, the morale levels were high, but that was a very dominant display. Uh, I thought, you know, it was only one team. Uh, it's not, I am biased, but I, I think anyone, even Rangers fan, will recognize that they have a very, very poor game. The difference between teams was, was huge. And I think that will give them morale. And, you know, previous to that, you got a result against uh, a team that last year did 
superb and you know it's not a normal result so that's a team that is flying it's a team that is very high in confidence and it's a team that is you know they don't score uh, in one way you know they can hurt you in they can hurt you from outside they can hurt you with quick combination they can shoot from side they can set plays i mean you know they are they are a very complete team so for me obviously they are uh, they are the favorites but well, sorry, we are the favorites i should say but uh, still still too early so i would i would agree with with yota and say game by game Calm down, game by game, carry on doing what you are doing and we will be fine. Yeah, that's, that is always a message in, in the camp and the next game is a very exciting one. We're going into it with in very, very good form, Real Madrid. We're going to talk about that in just a minute, but first of all, why don't we sit back and, and enjoy the highlights of that Celtic 4 Rangers now. Yes, yeah, so now it's on to Tuesday night, the return of the Champions League to Celtic Park for the first time in five years. And what better way to mark it than by having Real Madrid in town? Fran, you're a Madrid boy. You're a childhood Real Madrid fan. Everybody's excited. 
you must be extremely excited as well to see your, your boyhood team coming to, to Celtic Park. We'll touch on that in a minute, but just first of all, what is your expectations for the game on Tuesday? How much are you looking forward to it? Uh, I can't wait. I literally can't wait. I'm counting the hours. Uh, it's, very, it's very, very exciting for me especially. Obviously, it's, it's the two teams I love. Yeah. Um, and you know, facing each other in the, in, the, in the best competition in the world. So I cannot get any more excited. In both teams in great form. Uh, Real Madrid got 100% record in the league as well. Uh, I managed to, to watch all the games that Celtic played this season and all the games that Real Madrid played this season. And I think both teams are flying. So it's, it's going to be a, a terrific game. I think the atmosphere is going to play a huge part. So, you know, I think Celtic fans could be this 12 man that, that, that Celtic need to, to try to get a result and hopefully even try to get the win. Yeah, so then tell us a little bit about yourself and your history with the club. You were born and raised in Madrid. It was Real Madrid from, from day one, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I didn't have a choice. Uh, my dad said, you know, you can, you can be whatever you want when you are old or whatever. Well, the only thing you cannot be is any other than Real Madrid fan. So that was not negotiable. Um, so yeah, no, I, 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 I used to go to, to the stadium. Uh, obviously support, I was crazy. My, my room was uh, full of uh, posters of Real Madrid players, especially Emilio Gutragueño. I'm too old, so probably <laughs> most, of, most of the people listening to this won't, won't know who he is. But yeah, that was, that, was my, that was my team. I was so passionate. I will never miss a game, either on the stadium or on TV. Never miss a game. Uh, two days before the game, I was already just thinking about the game. I was always a football obsessed. My mom told me when I was six years old, uh, my sister will sleep with a toy and I will sleep with a football. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I was obsessed since, since kid. So yeah, big passion. But you know, last time I saw uh, Real Madrid live, it was probably 10 years ago. So I haven't seen them live for ages. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, I've been for a long time working in professional football. So you know, we always play at the same time that they play. I never had the, the opportunity. I just see them in TV. Uh, but yeah, a very special moment. But you know, obviously, we are here uh, in Glasgow, and, and you know, I will be I will be a Celtic supporter for the day. That is, you are watching. Just <laughs> <laughs> stop stop the TV for a we'll second. We'll make sure that this can uh, this can go out in Spain, <laughs> so you can't see that. So you can you can actually return home in one piece. Um, You've not been to see them live for 10 years, but I'm sure you'll be watching them at most weeks, Real Madrid. So in terms of this, the threat, I think everybody knows how strong Real Madrid are. They're the current European champions. Is there anything about their game and about Real Madrid though, where you think that Celtic can, can get at them? Do you think we could make it difficult for them? Yeah, so the, the first thing and the most important thing is going to be the atmosphere. You know, I think, I think uh, Celtic Park is intimidating for opponents. I experienced that myself last year in the 3 nil against Rangers. I couldn't believe. I, I went home and, and my ear, I couldn't, I got the beep in the, in, the, in the ears. It was so loud, it was so noisy, it was so beautiful, everyone together. Uh, and that's intimidating for players on the pitch. It's really intimidating. Of course, Real Madrid is not a team that get intimidated easy. You know, they won the Champions League 14 times and, and if they got something that, uh, good about them or very good about them is, the, is their mental strength and their belief. Last year you saw against, especially against the English teams, uh, apart from the final against Liverpool, but they always came back in games that they were lost. They were really lost. PSG uh, as well, the game was lost and they managed in 10 minutes to score three goals. And uh, I mean, that's incredible. But this is because of the belief. That's what any Real Madrid player, even from the academy, when you go there, that's what you learn. You learn to win over all. Win is the most important thing. And they, they are winners. They are winners. Every, uh, every year is... A different, slightly different playing style depending on the manager. It's not like other clubs like Barcelona, they play that way. Uh, Real Madrid can change with Mourinho a little bit more 
counter-attacking team at times, with Ancelotti a little bit more, they are happy, for example, to defend in own half, very, very well organized, uh, with Zidane was a little bit more attacking side, it depends, but one thing in common, winning, winning. But I think, so one thing is the atmosphere, Celtic Park, and the other thing, uh, it could be, for me, it could be the, the, the right, tactically the right, the right side of Real Madrid, left side, uh, of Celtic if Jota is playing and if he's in this form, I think, um, you know, whoever play, if he's Lucas Vázquez or Carvajal, I think that's, in my opinion, the weakness of Real Madrid. Um, that's, that's a way Celtic could exploit. I think left side depends. If, if he's Mendy, physically very, very strong, not the best on the ball. So again, it depends on what Ancho is going to decide to do, if they are going to press. At times Real Madrid struggles when press, but if they break the pressing, if you press and they break the pressing, you know, you don't stop Vinicius, uh, Rodrigo, uh, even Benzema coming short in positions that centre-backs are not used to. Uh, it's very difficult if they break the pressing, so I don't know what Ange uh, is thinking about. Uh, I, I, I'm sure he will come with a game plan that is going to be great for Celtic, but uh, for me, uh, the, the right side of Real Madrid is, is the main yeah. weakness. And Jota is a player that has experience playing in Spain as well against Real Madrid, so maybe that's something that could come into it in, in the game if, if he's playing. Um, in terms of Real Madrid's sort of star players, I think again we all know who they all are. You talked about sort of Vinicius, Luka Modric, Tony Cruz, Karim Benzema. Though I mean, he had the season of his life last year. He started off in incredible form again this year. How much of a threat and a danger is he? Probably that is such a stupid question, really, because we all know. But in terms of when he's playing against Celtic on, on Tuesday night, what's his sort of main danger? What's what's the challenge with playing against him? I mean, he, I have to say the last two games, uh, he hasn't been at his best. The previous one against Espanol, he wasn't at his best, but he still scored two goals. So the, he doesn't need to be at his best to score. He says he's a great, great player, uh, but he's not in the form that he was last year. The problem is the areas. Benzema take, take areas that uh, centre-backs are not comfortable go. And if they go, then you are in trouble because then the players super fast, like Rodrigo, Vinicius, whoever play, uh, even Valverde sometimes play white, they make the run inside and there is only one centre-back. And then now you got players like uh, Chameni, who has come instead of Casimiro. In my opinion, already so much better than Casimiro, technically, physically uh, strong in the air, but with great vision. Uh, against Espanyol, it was actually that. Benzema coming short, centre-back leaving the space, and running inside from Vinicius, one-touch finish from the pass. So it's, it's very difficult to defend against that, um, because he will come, and if you don't follow, he will turn and he create things. Obviously, they are world-class players, uh, but I, be I believe, I believe, um, and she's going to go with a plan that is going to get us our show. Yeah, I mean, Real Madrid have started this season four games, four wins as well. One thing, though, is that they have conceded a goal in each game that they have played. So do you think that Celtic can get at them? And do you think we, we do have a chance of getting a goal and maybe getting the result in this match? I, I do, I do. Uh, the reason, in my opinion, is obviously they got uh, from the back line. They just, they just brought Rudiger. Uh, Alaba has been either playing centre-back or playing uh, left-back. Uh, Lucas Vázquez is never a right-back. He was always a winger. Mm -hmm. It was just reconverted into, into right-back. He's fast, but maybe 1v1 one -one defending is not his main skill. Uh, and then, obviously, Courtois is in good form. He's uh, a great, great goalkeeper. But I think the connection between the back line is not yet uh, you know, fully developed. Like, yeah. it's been a lot of changes um, um, in terms of in the last four games, I don't think I don't think he picked the same back four uh, twice in a row. So, so yeah, I think that, that that's a weakness definitely uh, because for the dominant performance they had, they should not concede. Mm -hmm. uh, Espanol, I think, create two chances and score one goal. 
Uh, and, and the last game, again, I think they concede two or three chances and, and, score, and, and concede one goal. So yeah, definitely that's something that, that Celtic could exploit. Yeah, and Celtic at the moment are showing a real clinical edge in front of goal as well. So hopefully that's something that comes into to fruition on, on Tuesday night. I cannot wait, honestly. I mean, just the start to the season so far, the way that we've been playing, it just builds excitement. And, you know, coming into the office today and we're all going, you know, we can beat them. We can actually beat them. And you're thinking to yourself, is that, is that false confidence? But th there is a confidence at the moment about this team. And just the return of the Champions League nights, I mean, it's just, there's nothing like it at all. So it's going to be so special on, on Tuesday night. Really, really can't wait for it. Um, just to get a little bit more insight into the Real Madrid camp, earlier on today, I caught up with Spanish football journalist Alvaro Romeo to discuss all things Real Madrid. It's everyone joined by Spanish football journalist now Alvaro Romeo to look ahead to this really exciting fixture here at Celtic Park between Celtic and Real Madrid. Um, Alvaro, thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, there's a lot of excitement here at Celtic about this match. How is the excitement in Real Madrid for, for this one? Well, I think Real Madrid is uh, happy to be again uh, playing Champions League football, their favourite competition. And uh, yeah, travelling to Scotland is kind of exciting um, for Real Madrid as well. They haven't played against Celtic for a long time. They played the friendly in 2012, I remember, but they haven't played um, against them. I don't remember when was 1980. Yeah, well, there you go. So, so yeah, I think it's a good time uh, for Real Madrid and a good time to travel to Scotland, actually. Maybe it's not too cold yet okay. and at the same time you know it's a great place to start the Champions League campaign right because you know that uh, mm, over there the, the support is going to be big um, Glasgow is a football city as well and I think that the atmosphere is going to haunt Real Madrid and uh, you know uh, last season sometimes they started slowly in the Champions League uh, they lost against Serif at home but if you play against Celtic away from home for the first game, in the first game of the Champions League, I think that, uh, you know, you have to be sharp from the very beginning. So I think that it's good for Real Madrid to play at Glasgow, really. Yeah, there is so much made here about the atmosphere of European nights at Celtic Park and what that can do for Celtic. But Real Madrid are a team that are 14 times European champions. They've played in these big, massive environments around the world. Do you think that's something that will phase them at all or will they be quite used to coming into this type of environment? No, not really. I think that Real Madrid knows how to cope with all this. And, uh, you know, some of the players they've got, they are so experienced as well. But it's not only the individuals, it's just when you put on Real Madrid's shirt, I think that you know that that shirt comes with a massive responsibility and the players get imbued by that. Not only because they know that at Real Madrid losing is not acceptable, but also because, uh, you know, it's the way the club treats the competition. I mean, no club has been more comfortable playing Champions League football than Real Madrid over the last 10 years. So, no, I think that they will be delighted to play against Celtic Glasgow, but I don't think that the, the atmosphere is going, to, is going to scare them, let's put it that way. No, no, I really don't think so. Yeah. In terms of Real Madrid's start to this season, it's, it's four games, it's four wins. Is everything as positive as it seems on paper or what's, what are Real Madrid looking like at this moment in time? You know, I think that uh, they haven't been perfect, but they weren't perfect last season either. And um, despite all that, they ended up winning the, the double, right? The Champions League and La Liga. The truth is that Real Madrid is a side that... Uh, 
Sometimes they may have some dips in their focus during the game, but then when they turn up, they get the job done. And this is very characteristic of them. I don't think that any team in Europe can do that. Real Madrid is the kind of team that they can not do full 90 good minutes, and yet they end up beating you. And in La Liga, they have proven that. For example, against Almería in the opening game of the season, I think that Almería was as good as Real Madrid uh, for a part of the game. Against Celta, the same thing happened. The other day against Betis, by the way, uh, Betis was topping the table with Real Madrid. Betis, at some point, um, looked like a, a side that could uh, snatch a point or three from uh, Santiago Bernabéu and didn't happen. So I think Real Madrid is uh, having this season their usual their usual uh, competitive edge. Uh, they have changed a little bit in the sense that Casemiro left and they got themselves Chouameni. Uh, Chouameni is a player with a bigger engine, probably that uh, Casemiro, he can add uh, a, lot of more, a lot more physicality and definitely more of a box-to-box box, um, box box, yeah, skill to Real Madrid. And I think that the team is, uh, is looking good so far. The only caveat for Real Madrid is that if Karim Benzema picks an injury this season, it may not look well for them because they don't have a deputy number nine for Karim Benzema. But other than that, uh, otherwise, really, Real Madrid looks set to compete again. Yeah, one thing from Real Madrid's opening four matches is that they have conceded a, a goal in each of them, which I suppose from a Celtic point of view, you will look at and think we're playing incredibly well at the moment, scoring a lot of goals. So do you think that there are areas of this Real Madrid team that Celtic can try and pinpoint to, to hurt and try and get a result? Of course, they they, they have been vulnerable uh, because, as I said, um, sometimes they seem to lose a little bit of concentration. Uh, they have been incapable so far of doing full 90 good minutes. You know, they have played well. Some spells of the game, but some others, they've been a little bit more greyish. But at the same time, this is a side that has won five games this season. The European Super Cup and then four games in La Liga. So they mean business. And yes, you are right. They have conceded in every game of La Liga. But uh, when it comes to the big games, Real Madrid tends to focus a bit more. And I think that this makes them very special. Um, they've got the individuals to defend well with uh, Carvajal, Rudiger, um, Mendy, Alaba, Militao, you name them. And it's just a matter of them making sure that they that they turn up for the big occasion. And I think that playing at Glasgow against Celtic is a big occasion. So I think that there is a chance that Real Madrid defends way better this time than they have defended in La Liga, at least in August. Yeah, we all know the big threats are Vinicius Junior and Karim Benzema, who were both so exceptional last season in that Champions League campaign. How have both of those players started this season? They started well. I think that um, they started basically where they left off uh, in late May last season, uh, just winning the Champions League, winning La Liga. Benzema, you know, he's scoring goals. He's not having a maybe the one goal per game ratio yet, but I think that he can get there, uh, obviously, he is a 35 years old player, 34 to 35 years old player, and he might need some more games just to get 100% physically. But Vinicius has started really, really well. I mean, he storms off on the pitch. He breaks into the games. He is so wild. His wilderness destroys the fullbacks as well. And Vinicius' youth and his perseverance and his wilderness, because he's wild. I mean, he he's causing chaos in La Liga. I think that, you know, with Vinicius, we have to 
definitely break the cliche or demolish it. Vinicius is not just a young, promising player. No, no, he's a reality. He's only 21, 22, yes. But he is up there with the best, definitely. And uh, he has started the season fantastically to the point that uh, it doesn't matter who the third one who plays with them is because Vinicius and Benzema are so self-sufficient, autonomous, that it doesn't matter who plays alongside them. Asensio sometimes, Rodrigo sometimes, Fede Valverde some other times. Well, Vinicius and Benzema are uh, doing the, the job on their own. Yeah, we all watched Real Madrid win that Champions League trophy last season for the 14th time. We saw their ability in those knockout stage matches to, even when it looked like they were the favourites to go out, they always find a way as well. Is that something that's, that's still inbuilt in this Real Madrid team, that they have that never-say-die attitude, that even if things are maybe not going their way at Celtic Park, they'll always believe? Look, I think that they... Probably they are not the best side in Europe. I mean, they are the Champions League winners, yes. But uh, I think Manchester City right now is a better side than uh, Real Madrid. But last season, for example, Manchester City and Santiago Bernabeu played the extra time and they were gone completely. They were mentally gone because uh, Real Madrid had scored two goals in the aggregate, aggregate time of the second half, uh, in the second leg. And uh, then the extra time, Manchester City, they just couldn't cope with it. They just couldn't cope with it because it was too much for them. I don't think that that happens to Real Madrid. If any attribute uh, has to be um, underlined, is that Real Madrid never gives up and also they don't break down mentally. And I think that this is a very useful skill uh, when it comes to the big moments. And also there is another thing that uh, we shouldn't overlook. Real Madrid is a team with many specialists. Luka Modric is a great ball passer. Tony Cruz, same thing. Karim Benzema, he's over there to score the goal with punctuality. Vinicius, a winger. Uh, we have seen wingers like Vinicius in Brazil for the last 70 years, starting by Garrincha. So, they've got these super quality players that they know how to do something very well. They are specialists in their crafts. Uh, they don't have any hybrid player apart from uh, maybe David Alaba, who can play in many positions. But, you know, Real Madrid has these players who can do this right thing very well in the right time. And that made the difference in the Champions League last season. For example, uh, when Chelsea uh, got a 3-0 away lead uh, at Santiago Bernabeu, suddenly Luka Modric and Rodrigo appear to do what had to be done uh, to score at least one goal. And, uh, you know, this defines very well Real Madrid. I think that they have all their players, they are masters of the, their craft in something. And uh, in the Champions League last season, that made a, a difference, yeah. Yeah. So, finally, Alvaro, if for Celtic's opportunities, we're kind of looking at some stats. Carlo Ancelotti has been here three times before as a manager. He's, he has never won. Celtic have never lost to the reigning European champions in the Champions League when they've come to Celtic Park. You know, trying to look for other little things where you, you talked about the game against Sheriff last year. Do Celtic have a chance against Real Madrid on Tuesday night? I think it's going to be difficult, really. I mean, I know, guys, uh, that you are the Scottish champions. Uh, Callum McGregor is there and he's doing right, right? He's doing well. Yeah. Uh, then I don't know if Aaron Moy uh, is making a difference in the in midfield so far, but uh, I remember that he was very good for Huddersfield, not so good for Brighton and Hobalbion. You know, you can defend your own case. I mean, uh, you, you, you are not a bad side. But... I always will defend our case, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, and, and rightly so. Do it, do it, do it, really, because uh, Celtic is a very attractive team right now. And uh, there is a chance, of course, because in Real Madrid, 
can slack off a little bit. Uh, and we have seen it in the group stage of the Champions League over the last couple of years. Two years ago, they struggled to go through in a, grab, in a group with Inter, Gladbach and Shakhtar Donetsk. Last year, they lost against Sheriff Tiraspol at home, even though they shouldn't have lost it because they were very good at Santiago Bernabeu, but they just couldn't score. So, you know, these things happen. Um, Look at uh, yourself uh, in the mirror of uh, Sheriff Tiraspol. They beat Real Madrid last season at Santiago Bernabeu. I, I don't mean with this uh, that uh, Celtic is uh, the same level as Sheriff. Not at all. Celtic is better. But, you know, Real Madrid also drops points, especially in the group stage of the Champions League. They have done it. They haven't been perfect or spotless in the Champions League in the group stage over the last couple of years. So why not to think that you can get uh, something out of them? Good, Alvaro. Well, thank you very, very much for joining us. We're, we're all really looking forward to it here at Celtic Park. It's going to be an amazing night no matter what happens. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for giving us that insight into Real Madrid. Uh, it's, been, it's been a pleasure, really. And we're finally here. Champions League journey begins with the visit of Real Madrid. How proud are you that the team has, has made it? Yeah, super proud. Um, you know, it's, it's where we want to be. And obviously, um, it's a reward for... A fantastic season last year and a massive effort from everyone at the football club and um, you know the reward and the challenge now is to, to test ourselves against the very best and we've got that first up so it's brilliant. Yeah European champions are, are the visitors how much do you believe your team can test them? Well I mean that's what we're going to find out and, and I think the key for us is just to, to be ourselves play our football and and measure ourselves against the very best I think you you can miss these opportunities by sort of going in there and maybe um, you know trying to limit uh, you know, what you do because of the opposition and um, that's not the approach we've taken so far and it won't be um, you know, against the, the very best. Yeah, what, what is your thinking? Because many people have suggested that Celtic need to completely change the, their outlook, completely change their tactics just because it is Real Madrid. What do you say to them? Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, there is, you know, some, some, some logic behind that, I guess, because they measure up against who, you, who you're playing, but it's not what's got us to this point. And, um, you know, what's really important to me is that we continue down this road and, and become the best football team we can, playing our style of football. And, you know, if, if we fall short at any stage, we'll fall short, you know, being who we are and trying to get up and improve ourselves. No point changing our approach now because I think, um, you know, the, the players and, and everyone is sort of really bought into what, we, what we're trying to do. And um, there's no greater stage to test that on than against the best. We come into this game off the back of a fantastic derby win. In terms of how the boys are, how are they looking? Is, is everyone fit and ready to go? Yeah, all good. Uh, you know, we obviously came out with a couple of injuries. Carl Starr felt um, with his knee, and it, that'll keep him out of uh, Tuesday, probably a couple of weeks for him. Uh, Kior got a little bit more promising. He, he, he trained with the boys today, and um, he's really keen to be involved. So we'll see how he sort of settles down. I mean, it's it's a massively important game, but. <laughs> You know, we're only sort of seven or eight games into a 50-odd game season, so we just got to be careful about how we use the boys. But the rest of them all pulled up well, as you can imagine. As you, as you said, it was a great performance on the weekend, and um, yeah, they've trained really well. When, when I spoke to you just after the draw, you said, let's not forget there are three games still to go and you want to build up some momentum and have that. Would you say that's a case of job done? Yeah, yeah, no. and I think the reason it is job done is because we did just that. You know, we, we never looked beyond what was the next challenge and, and you know, whether it was Dundee United or even, you know, even the Ross County game, I think people were a little bit dismissive of it because we had such two big games coming after, but we had a real good focus and the team played well that night. And, all those kind of things help you build belief and, as you said, momentum, because you don't want to go into these games, you know, uncertain about how your form is. And what we know is that, you know, our form's really good. We're getting stronger each week and that gives us sort of, you know, real confidence leading into the game. We can see the European trophy behind you. 
it's the only club in Scotland that, that has that in the trophy cabinet. It means that you're playing against the best. How much are you looking forward to coming up against Carlo Ancelotti? Yeah, look, it's great. I mean, it's it's why we all sort of love the game and, and the opportunities that sometimes get presented to you. And, uh, you know, I'm... Yeah, I'm very fortunate that I'm manager of a football club that, that gives me that platform. And um, look, I'm just going to enjoy the whole experience tomorrow night from, you know, as a person who's grown up loving this game and, and, and sort of knowing the, the, the significance of the competition we're in. Um, but then beyond that, it's, it's a game. It's a game to be won and, and our focus will be on trying to win it. Just finally, Ange, the fans have been celebrating since Saturday. They can't wait for, for the game. They will provide the atmosphere. How much of a difference can they make on the night? Oh, massively so. Um, you know, I know that you know, any, any team that plays here, irrespective of, of the size or stature, they, they leave knowing they've been part of something special and that's because of the atmosphere created by our supporters. And, uh, you know, I think they've really got behind this team over the last sort of, you know, 12, 14 months and, and there's a real connection between this group of players and, and the fans and you know we go we go out there as one and, and they play a massive role in, in, in sort of the kind of football we want to play and the kind of team we want to be and I'm sure they'll play a part tomorrow night. McCluskey followed up and that's Celtic one up tremendous The Celtic B-side were not in action this weekend, but they too have a very interesting tie as they also play Real Madrid on Tuesday in the UEFA Youth League with a 3pm kickoff at the Excelsior Stadium in Airdrie with tickets still available, which would be great if you can get along to that and, and support the, the young hoops. Um, Fran, you know a little bit about the, the Real Madrid youth team that are going to be coming over, so um, could you explain a little bit about what kind of threat they'll be to the Celtic team and, and what you can maybe expect? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, there, are, there are a good team, obviously, they are called La Fabrica, and I think it's one of the best uh, players' uh, formation setups in, in the country. Uh, I think it was last year or two years ago, every single club in the, in the, in the Spanish league got at least one player who has been formed wow. uh, in, in La Fabrica. So yeah, there, there are a great setup. They are managed by, by former uh, Real Madrid legend Raul. Um, you know, as a kind of formation to one day maybe be the first team. Yeah, so first that team. was a Dan, didn't we? Yeah, first team manager. So that that was the plan, and and yeah, you know, it looks like they are very disciplined. Uh, Raúl got them like you know, um, he's very very disciplined. He's not anymore. You know, he's, he's a very very. Um, they were they were very hard, uh, and and they got a lot of talent. Obviously, financially, it's a strong team, uh, so they are able to recruit uh, some of the best players in the country. And it would be again very similar to, to the to the first team uh, game. It would be a very a very tough game. Um, you know, a great opportunity for uh, to to feel early and, and and you know try to support uh, the young hoops. But yeah, another exciting game. It's great that that you know experience for the B team to actually be able to yeah. to compete in Europe. That's fantastic to yeah. develop players. You know, you, that's what you want. You want them to face. You want them to face the best young players in the world. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a brilliant test for them just to see what level they are at this moment in time and to see maybe areas of improvement if they want to to get to that level and get to the first team. It's going to be going to be really exciting. Um, last week I caught up with 
coach Darren O'Day and also earlier on on Monday, Steve McManus spoke to the press to preview that match. So let's hear from both of them now. Darren, we're approaching a very exciting period of time for the football club and the Bees are very much part of that at the moment with their participation in the UEFA Youth League. How excited are you about the prospect of the, the challenge that awaits the young boys? I'm very excited um, and most importantly the players are very excited. I think uh, at a club like Celtic, domestic football is always your bread and butter and what you want to be on top of. Um, but ultimately the barometer is probably in Europe and certainly at the level we're at in the B team, we look for performances, we look for individuals developing. What better way to mark yourself against the best teams in Europe? So um, the staff are certainly looking forward to it, but most importantly the players are and we're looking forward to seeing how they get on um, and we full belief they'll do well. The Youth League mirrors the first team, so first up for you is Real Madrid on Tuesday. What sort of challenges do you expect the team to face in that game that they won't face in the normal Lowland League campaign? Truthfully, the biggest thing that the message to the players will be is zero apprehension. So we have a way that we have um, worked since day one of pre-season. The players have bought into it 100%. They've applied themselves every day to it. Um, it's obviously a, a hopefully a mirror image of what the first team are doing. But naturally, when you come to what are perceived bigger games, you can tense up, you can second-guess yourself. So all we'll ask of the players is to have zero apprehension, believe in what we've done from day one and go for it. Um, so I think that's probably going to be the biggest challenge and that's easier said than done. But as I said, I, we have full belief in the reason we have this style um, from the managers. We think if we perform to our highest level, will be tough to stop, so zero apprehension is the message. In that game against Real Madrid, it will be a 3pm kickoff at the Excelsior Stadium at Airdrie, so an earlier time than the, the game for the first team, so that's a real great opportunity for fans to come out and, and cheer on the boys. How important can a big crowd for that game be for these players' development? In all honesty, it's huge. Um, again, we, we talk about it. We have, we have a set way of playing, of training, um, and I actually spoke about last year, part of being in the Lowland League was when you step out of academy football into competitive football, the external things in, in the game become an issue for players, or, or sorry, when I say an issue, it, it, the experience of it is, is vital. Um, so playing with no people watching is completely different than thousands of people watching. So it affects your, your emotion in the game. So the more fans we can have, the more we can replicate what the first team go through, the better for the players' experience and development. So I, I fully understand Celtic fans um, follow the first team everywhere around the world. Phenomenal support, but if they had the chance to get down to support our young players, it would be um, very much appreciated. Well, all the best for the game when it does come around, Dan. Thanks very much. Thank you. Just give us an idea, Stephen, how excited you are for this fixture to get the campaign underway. It's obviously, uh, you know, there's no bigger test really than Real Madrid coming to town. How, how you know, how excited are you by that? Yeah, listen, at this level, it's all about the players. Um, like I say, it's, it's, it's a terrific experience for the young lads who are 
who are this season they're playing a lot of games, so to, to, to be playing in a UEFA Youth League is, is, is terrific, especially at such a crucial age in their development. Um, you never really get the chance to play against top, top level European opposition at, 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 this, at this age group. So by the first team qualifying for the Champions League, it gives our boys an opportunity to, to, to see where they're at and test themselves against some of the best teams in Europe. Real Madrid are obviously past winners of the Youth League as well. Yep. And you know, they've got a pathway. A lot of their academy boys have gone on to, to make that step into the first team as well. I mean, yeah. is this the sort of barometer for your boys to see what the sort of level is? Listen, with the games that we've got this year, um, there's different challenges and, and, and part of your job as coaches is, is, is to try and give the players as much experience so that it prepares them for first team environment whenever that opportunity comes and like I said there's there's no a better test than to play against the biggest teams in Europe so it gives us an opportunity as a, as a staff and as a group and, and players to see where, where the lads are at in their development at this stage in their career because ultimately their, their, their goal is not to, to, to be highlight their career to play in the UEFA Youth League their, their objective is to, is to play in the Champions League or it should be when you when, when you represent our football club the, the goal is to, is to play in the big tournament and be a Cal McGregor be a James Forrest so um for this stage of the career, it's 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 going to be a, a, a valuable experience for them. And what's the mood in the camp been like this week heading up to the game? It's been great. You know, the boys are full of confidence. Like you said, that they're they're, they're they're young lads, so they're they're full of life. They're full of enthusiasm. Um, and like I said, their job is is to try and guide them along this path. And and, and when you're a young player that's developing their career. It's important that they're going to have ups and downs, but just now they're, 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 we almost need to calm them down with the opportunity to play against Real Madrid. And, and like I say, in the UEFA Youth League, it's it's a fantastic opportunity for our young lads. Um, and again, it's something that they'll, they'll, need to, they'll need to play with calmness, they'll need to enjoy the occasion. Um, but it's important in big games that, that, that you keep a level head and, and you stay as cool as you possibly can. And what's the messaging been from the coaching staff down to the players ahead of the match? Uh, just the exact same as what it has been um, all season. To be honest, we've like I said, we've we, we, we try and play a certain way. Um, nothing will change from how we because it's a, a big game. We don't change on and and how the we plan for games. We're, we're, we're lead into games never ever changes. We'll, we'll be consistent no matter who it is that we're playing against. So we'll, we'll face some really good sides in the Lowland League this year. We're now going to face some top opposition in the UEFA Youth League. So the way that we that we train, the way that we will prepare for this match is no different from from what we have throughout. How does the experience or the emotion compare for you just now coaching a team going up against elite competition as opposed to captaining the first team? I think the, the biggest difference, Derek, and, and, and is when you become a coach, it's all about the players. It's you've had your time as a player. Um, you have some wonderful experience, times that oh, 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 you'll remember for the rest of your life. But now, I take as much passion working with young players on a daily basis. I, 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 it was the same with the first team last year. The next best thing about when you retire from playing is being on the grass and coaching every day. It's something that I've, I've, I've loved doing for a long period of time. And the group of boys that we're working with just now on a daily basis are, are they're a brilliant bunch of boys to work with. They're full of energy, they're full of life, they're full of information and they're desperate to learn and they're desperate to be top players. Um, and our job is, is, is just to give them the best possible chance to then succeed. Um, so everything that we do, it's, it's, it's always about the players' development and they're the most important people. Uh, so tomorrow our job is to, is to support them in whatever way that, that we can. 
Um, it's going to be a massive occasion for them, and quite rightly so. But like you said, hopefully this is just the beginning of, 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 of a lot of big, big, important European nights that they'll experience within their career. That night against AC Milan obviously was remarkable in so many ways, and Celtic were, were underdogs that night. Yep. Would the message to the boys you're coaching ahead of tomorrow night it'll probably be the biggest game of their career so far? Yep. Is it believe? You know, in, in big games, Derek, when you're a young player, you've you've not really got the coping mechanisms that if things don't go well, what do you do? And that comes from experience. So, like I said, it's our job to it's our job to, to, to try and educate them, stay calm, stay composed, trust what they've did every single day since they've reported back from pre-season. Uh, and they've got they're, they're full of confidence and full of belief. That's the one thing that I will say when you work with young players is you think everything's they think everything's going to be like this forever. Um, so it's, it's going to be a massive learning curve for them. But they certainly we certainly believe that we can we can go and win the game. Uh, we know how difficult an opposition Real Madrid will be, but I've, I've no doubt that we can cause them problems. We've got some very very good players, very good professionals, with a lot of very good attributes within the group. So the boys have certainly got nothing to fear, and and the experiences that they gained playing in the Lowland League last year will will stand them in good stead as well. So, Fran, since we've got you on, we need to talk about the women's team. Things are going pretty well for you at the moment in the start of this SWPL1 campaign. Just just talk to us about the start of the season so far and how things have been going. It's been, uh, it's been fantastic, to be fair. It's been fantastic. It was a very challenging pre-season uh, because of the international uh, duties of some of our players. So we didn't have the whole team together until a couple of weeks before the league started. And the league started against Hibernians, which was probably one of the, the, the worst opponents we can face for, for game one, in terms of they just became full-time professionals and, you know, we were, a little, we fell, we were a little bit unlucky with the draw, but, you know, um, we prepared very well for it, we worked very, very hard. Um, I think this year we increased our level of, of uh, you know, load. Uh, increase our volume uh, in the players and our level of intensity a little bit, uh, just a tiny bit from last year. And I think obviously the, the start of the league was fantastic. I mean, we never beat Hibs 9-0 uh, before. It was incredible. Uh, what a game. Um, you know, obviously they, they, have, they have some players that started that game that they came late. I think they trained like a week or two weeks or something like that. Uh, so you could see it's a team that, that is not connected yet because they didn't have the time. But even though it's not, it wasn't about them, about, it was about us and, and our, our intensity, our connections, again, the quick restarts, uh, we were fantastic. We, for 90 minutes, full concentration and then a result that, you know, is, is history. So, delighted. And from there, it's been to st strength to strength. Um, obviously, four games uh, is 100% record and the most important thing for me is we haven't conceded a goal yet. So, so far, yesterday we played a, a friendly um, and, and, you know, we, we, we won 11 nil against a team that we normally, you know, are, the games are so much so much closer, so yeah, uh, we are flying. So it's yeah. you know it's important it's important that we keep we keep humble, we keep working hard. Uh, we haven't won anything yet, and we go game by game, and we make sure the next game we play at the same levels. We we try to focus on the performance rather than in the result, uh, but we also try not to concede. Uh, mm -hmm. It's one of the goals we put this year. Try to keep as many clean sheets as possible, and and we are very focused on that. You know, so the, the way we do the transitions is very important and the girls are focusing on that. And I think so far they are, they are, they are doing fantastic. 
because there was a lot of change in the summer with players departing and, and players coming in as well. So I suppose there may have been some questions externally about whether the, the group would be as strong as last season where we won two trophies or could be stronger. At this moment in time, obviously things seem to be going pretty well. The group seems to be in a really good position. Do you feel the squad are in a stronger place compared to last year? Uh, I mean, yes. L last year we also played Hibs uh, in the same, I think it was in fixture two or something like that. Uh, so very, very early doors and we, we won to one, but we scored a goal in the 93rd or 94th minute. So it was a very, very even game with a little bit more domination. But and this year it was like, you know, we, we, we were so, so much better than they were. So I, I think we have a, a stronger squad, uh, pretty much like Ange. Uh, if I bring players from the bench, uh, there is no difference. Uh, yesterday, for example, we, that game in 11 was without our internationals that are all representing their countries. So it's a very, very strong squad. And for me, yeah, we lost some, some key players, um, especially, you know, we lost 40 goals in only one player. But so far, probably we have to do the same work that we did with, with Charlie and now with Clarissa. But so far in four games, Clarissa's goal record is, is so far is better, even better than Charlie was. So yeah, it's all about, for me, it's all about the environment. It's about the high performance environment. And I know any player that we put here, of course, it's a very detailed recruitment process uh, that, that we actually we don't have a scouting department. As coaches do the, the scouting, we actually watch the games. We talk uh, about the players and how we can see them fit within the fundamentals for each position. And, and then obviously about, the, about trying to develop the player individually. Uh, Clarissa last year, I think, started uh, 19 games from 40. So less than 50% of the games she started for the team. But she kept working hard. She kept So I knew the, the the potential was there uh, and it was just, it will take time. A player coming from Canada, then going to Iceland, it will take time to, to develop. And this year, obviously, after a year with us, now she's started to see the, what we saw at the beginning. And now, obviously, she's been uh, collabed by, by Canada, which oh, is incredible. incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Olympic yeah. champions, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, Olympi yeah. Olympic champions and one of the best teams in the world. And she actually had her debut. She came from the bench. So I, I, that's why I'm, I'm a manager. Uh, that's what I love to see. That's the most rewarding thing. That's, it means as much as win games, you know, see players that uh, they never represent the country before. It happened to Lisa Robertson, it happened to Kelly Clark, it happened to uh, other players in the team uh, that they just have the, their first collab while being with us, well before maybe they ne were never considered. So that, that made me very, very proud. And that also made the players believe in what we are doing. So they totally buy into, into the way we train, into the way we play. And that's why, that's why they are flying so far this year. So yeah, hopefully we can yeah. like that. I mean, last season was so impressive, winning both domestic cups, really sort of breaking down some barriers for the team because it had been such a long time since we'd won silverware as a, as a football club. Going into this season then, are the expectations different compared to last year? Is there now more expectation that we need to go and challenge for, for the league title? Or, or what are you saying to the girls in the group? Yeah, I mean, for me it's very important. It would be unfair. We never won the league before. Like last year, we never won the Scottish Cup before. It's important that we don't put unrealistic targets. If I say to the girls, we must win the league, well, we never won it before. That pressure that they don't deserve, because we never done it. We first have to win it, and then, yeah, you can talk about can we retain it, but we never won it. So for me, the only important thing is the next game. That's it. We, we, we haven't talked about, oh, we need to win these trophies, that trophy. If we, if we focus on every single game and we play every single game like it's the last game of the season and every single player play the game like it's the last game they are going to play for Celtic and they want to leave this memory on the fans, 
then I think we are going to have a very successful season. Obviously, the first two years, we, we managed to make history in both. First qualification for Champion League, first double, first Scottish Cup. So there are three huge achievements uh, that, you know, if I am honest, when, when I first signed, I thought they will come, but not so early. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. Uh, I'm proud of everyone who has supported me from up, uh, from from board, from he uh, head of, of the women women football from eight, uh, and obviously down all the all the play well not down at my level with all the players and stuff. Uh, so that's achievement together. But I didn't think it will come so early. This year we got the opportunity because the team is very strong. So we got the opportunity to make history again. How we are going to make this history, we will see. But I got very good feeling that this team is gonna is gonna again once again for third year in a row make history in some some type of form. Brilliant. I love that positivity, that's great. I mean, this weekend, as you mentioned, it was international break, so you didn't have a competitive match. Next weekend is back to league action, away to Dundee United. What do you expect from, from that fixture? And are you feeling sort of confident with the group and obviously having the friendly at the weekend there? Feeling confident going into that game? I feel very confident because I see the girls doing the right things every day. Uh, I see the, the intensity and the quality of training uh, better than ever before. Uh, obviously, we have a better caliber of players uh, overall. You know, like it's a very, very strong squad. If you see the last four games, some of our unused players, players that didn't even come onto the pitch, they could, they could be last year, they could be in the starting eleven every game. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a much, much better squad overall. Obviously, we lost some key players that we would have liked to have retained. Uh, we let go others that, that we didn't think they would contribute, but overall, it's a, it's a stronger squad. So I'm, I feel very confident because I see this in training, and so far in games, we have put the performance. We haven't been perfect every game. Some games, you know, for 45 minutes, maybe we haven't been at our best, so we address it, but then always has been a, a, a change. Uh, when we address a half time, the girls came with different, different intensity, different attitude, or, or we correct tactical. So the girls are really, really buying into what we are doing. Uh, the group think that we are very, very strong, they believe it, and when you believe something and you work so hard, you know, uh, you have really no limits. So, so yeah, I am very confident. Of course, uh, Dundee is a good team. Uh, they, they came up, so it's a new division for them. Um, they didn't have a great game uh, from, from, from the four. One of the games, probably, they considered a lot of goals, so I don't know how the confident, confident levels will be. But, but yeah, it's, it's a home ground, at their home ground, they will have a lot of fans and, and you know, they will try to put pressure and they will try to make things difficult for us. So it's about can we impose our game and then, you know, obviously if the girls keep doing what we're doing, I'm confident that we can get, we can get the win. Yeah, looking back to the, the first team as well, after we get Real Madrid out of the way on Tuesday, it's at home to Livingston on Saturday in the league. The team at the moment, though, they seem to just be taking each game as it comes. A lot of people always talk about having to go from those big European nights back to league action, but really with this team, I don't think that's going to be an issue, is it, Fran? I don't think it's going to be. I think regardless of the of the result, and if he does a squad rotation, when the game against Livingston in front again of, of, of the Celtic fans, that's an opportunity for some players to earn a spot for the following game. So nobody's going to relax. Nobody's going to relax. Uh, whether he use many players for both games or whether he rotate a little bit the squad for freshness, whoever come, they are going to fight for the spot. Especially when it's a big squad and a top, top quality squad. Everyone is fighting for a place, not only for Celtic to win points, but for their own place, which they should be. That make each other better. So I don't think there is going to be any relaxation. And, you know, for me, uh, for the last year, 
I haven't seen many signs of relaxation for the following game, regardless of the previous game. So I don't think that's going to be the case. And I think they're going to have another great game against Livingston. Yeah, because the squad at the moment is so big. There is so much quality. And we even saw that against Ross County away last week in the League Cup, where the manager has that ability to make nine changes. And we actually got potentially an even better performance than we did against Ross County in the second league match of the season. So he's got that strength and depth. He's got that ability to rotate. So... I think again, it should should be one of those one of those games where we're going into it full of confidence, and hopefully we have a result to celebrate on Tuesday night as well. Just to to finish off on that, we we need to we need to leave the last word to the Real Madrid game. Can Celtic get a result against Real Madrid, Fran? Yes, they can. They can. The only thing is they have to be at their best. It have to be. They cannot make mistakes uh, because uh, Celtic will be punished. Uh, but if Celtic is at their best, uh, with the help of the fans, very intimidating stadium for the opponents, I think uh, Celtic can get the best from Real Madrid. Last year, uh, first league game, first Champions League game, uh, Real Madrid lost against Sheriff. You know, totally shocked in Europe, but they lost. One of the reasons is because first stages of the Champions League, Real Madrid has won 14 Champions Leagues and ha been, uh, has been in the last, I don't know how many, quarterfinals. So the first game of the Champions League is something that uh, they, are, they are too used to. Ancelotti will try, of course, that there is no relaxation, that there is no uh, overconfident, that they, you know, that they are desperate to get the points. But last year, I guess it was the same, and, and they lost against a team that is nowhere near Celtic level. So of course, of course, Celtic can. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic game, and if Celtic is at our best, I call I call minimum a draw, but hopefully hopefully a win for Celtic. Yeah, and, and two stats that I like as well. Carlo Ancelotti has been here three times as manager, never won. The reigning European champions coming to Celtic Park have never won as well. So I'm confident we're going to do it. I'm saying it. We're winning the game and we're going to get three points and it's going to be an amazing night at Celtic Park. So Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, Fran, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. All the best for the rest of the season with the, the women's side. Things are going very well at the moment, so very exciting to see how that develops. And thank you very much for, for joining us as well and for listening to the podcast. And again, let's just leave the last word to the Champions League. As we close out, let's look back on some of Celtic's best nights in Europe. But for now... It's bye from me and bye from Fran. There's Thompson with it. He's done it.
Nakamura. It's another. Pretty-